0: hello everyone and welcome back to the all things new podcast thanks so much for tuning in for another episode after a very long hiatus um i had a lot of things going on i was traveling domestically and internationally and i was sick in the middle of it too so um yeah i missed y'all but we're back in business. I'm happy to be back. And thank you to those of you who are tuning in. I really appreciate it. You guys are real. And yeah, the real ones. I appreciate y'all for coming back and tuning in for another episode. So today's episode title looks a little bit weird. (laughs) Um, And it may seem a bit strange. You may know where I'm heading with this. But today's title is Don't follow your heart. Now, let me explain a little bit of this first. Um, So I'm not saying to stop listening to your gut instincts because intuition is good. (laughs) Um, And it's an inherent thing in human nature, which is a good thing. But on the flip side, human nature is, you know, also inherently evil to some degree so I'm not talking about the biological part of, like, listening to your gut feeling, but I'm talking about, like, those desires that are not so good. Um, So, like, you're pre-transformed. So say, you know, before you become saved, before you give your life to Christ, your heart before Jesus, those desires oftentimes are not what's best for you. They may be what's fun or what's popular or what seems like a good time, but Ultimately, those things are not good for longevity they're not good um they're not sustainable for happiness for satisfaction and I'm also not saying that you should neglect your dreams um because oftentimes dreams and desires that you have are things that God has put within you so I'm not saying to like go to a convent and become a nun or a monk. It's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that. You shouldn't follow your heart because you are unholy by nature. And that these desires, if realized, can potentially become very destructive. And this is, once again, pre-transformation desires, pre-Jesus, pre-salvation. I've got a lot of scripture to talk about today. um, And I'm going to start with Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 through 10 which says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. This is very strong verbiage here. The most deceitful and desperately wicked. Those are some very strong words. It continues to say, Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts And examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. I think this is so interesting. There are a couple things that we can extract from this. But firstly, this passage, which the Lord is speaking here, this passage is stating that the human heart is very deceitful. It can, you know, we can get to a dark place if you think about, you know, different types of people who are horrible and who do some really bad things and take advantage of people and um, hurt people and do really awful things. That ultimately is what our hearts are like without transformation, without Jesus. And then once again, our hearts are also desperately wicked, desperately wicked, not just wicked, desperately wicked and also then it goes on to say who really knows how bad it is like who knows we don't even know like you can't even comprehend how horrible some people's hearts can be how horrible some thoughts and desires can be I mean I know for myself um, and I'm sure every single human being has had some thoughts that they're not proud of now, thankfully, I have not acted on those thoughts, but the fact of the matter is that we have some thoughts and some things going on in our heads and in our hearts that are not so kosher that are not so good not so kind not so humane and ultimately that's a piece of our hearts that needs salvation which our whole hearts need salvation but that's a piece of our beings as people that desperately need the hand of god that desperately need salvation and the latter part of this passage says but i the lord search all hearts and examine secret motives So God is searching our hearts. There are so many scriptures that talk about God searching the hearts of man. But he also examines secret motives. So those secret motives that people don't know about because you keep them a secret, God sees it. He's seeing exactly your intention behind a certain action. And you may be doing it because it's the quote unquote right thing to do or because you want to be recognized. But if you're not coming from the right place, God sees that. And he probably will not honor what you're doing because you're not doing it for the right reasons. And then the last part of this passage says, I, which is the Lord speaking, I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. So concluding this part of this, I, the Lord, search hearts and examine secret motives the result of that, the effect of that, will be that he gives people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. So, once again, you may be doing something that is right on paper, but if your motivation is not right, God sees that, and you will reap what you sow, essentially. Another passage I'd like to read is Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2. Which says, People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. This is so, so true. This is why it's so important to have wise counsel and to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, because you need to be in tune with God so that you can see the contrast of His holiness and your unholiness. Once again, If you are saved, we are going through this transformation, this sanctification. That's not meaning that you're not striving towards holiness, but we fall short. It says in Romans that all sin and fall short of the glory of God. If you are human, you're going to fall short. It's inevitable, but that doesn't mean that you have to stay there. So in our own eyes, you may think we're doing good. You may think we're doing good deeds. You may think we're being a good Christian. But the important thing is where our heart is coming from our heart position i've published a couple of episodes about heart position if you just look through the different episodes that i've published you can see there's a couple of things that i've talked about with the heart because it's a huge topic that the bible talks about quite a lot and it's because it's important go figure. If it mentions it a lot, it's probably important. So the Bible really talks a lot about the heart. And I think God really, really, I don't think, I know. I know that God really values your heart position because he wants to transform your heart. He wants your heart to become like his. He wants you to have a beautiful heart and he wants you to reflect him and also to show people his goodness, his love, but in order for that to take place, you have to be transformed. Another aspect of this is that if we are just, you know, following our own hearts, we're not experiencing or we're not getting accountability because we're just measuring ourselves by our own standard, which is very faulty. And so by looking towards White's counsel by looking to the holy spirit for wisdom and guidance we also are accepting or we're opening ourselves up to the accountability of our actions of our motives and we're not just in this little box saying oh i did this cuz this is good cuz i said it's good or cuz this is a good thing we are lack we lack accountability if we're just doing things by our own desire by things that we think we should do cuz you know, it's a good thing to do or things that, you know, by our own judgment that we're doing and it's not influenced by the word of God and it's not, you know, um, it's not something that wise counsel also would recommend either. It's just by what we think is good for ourselves and that usually doesn't end very well. I'd like to read and summarize a passage from the Gospels. This is from Mark chapter 7. Um, I'm not going to read the entire passage, but verses 1 through 23, I'm going to summarize the first part and then read what Jesus says, read his response. So essentially what's going on is the Pharisees and the teachers and stuff, they want to go see Jesus. And, of course, the Pharisees, for background, if anyone is not familiar, the Pharisees are these ultra-religious people, um, very, very religious. They wear religious clothing. They, they live their lives by ritual. They live their lives by the law of Moses, which is literally hundreds of laws. <laughs> and they abide by these laws. And if they see something that someone else is doing, of course, it's never them. If they see something that someone else is doing that does not follow the law to a T, they start to criticize. So they're famous for doing that <laughs> in the Gospels. And they notice that the disciples are not following a particular hand-washing ritual. And they call them out on it. They're like, okay, you guys, like, why aren't you doing this? And you should do that. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should do this because this is the law. Blah, blah, blah. Like, why? And they're asking Jesus, why aren't your disciples following the traditions? What's wrong with them? And Jesus is, he just straight up calls them hypocrites. He's like, You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man made ideas as commands. From God. Mic drop. Mic drop. That passage actually is a quotation from Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. But man, that's a mic drop. We're going to continue. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. This is what happens when you are doing things by your own judgment. When you are listening to your heart, you're kind of making your own stuff up. Adding things into the Bible or adding things into what you think you should, you know, what you think is the right way when it's just your own perspective and it's your own faulty judgment. Then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. (laughs) I love how he puts that in there. He's like, by the way, there's just one example. Um, I can name a bunch others, but I'm not going to. So I think that's so interesting because it's it's a trend, how they are. Hypocritical in their beliefs. They do not practice what they preach. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either, he asked? Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. That is later touched on in the book of Acts. But we're not talking about that right now. (laughs) Verse 20 says, And then he added, It is what comes from the inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Big passage, but this is really encapsulating this idea of The fact that you should not follow your heart because, once again, your heart, from your heart come these horrible things. I'm not going to list the whole thing that I just listed. You can rewind if you want to. But out of our hearts come these things that are not good. This is why we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This is why we need the Lord to literally give us a new heart and to transform us. Don't listen to your heart listen to god's turn your ear to the heart of god turn your ear to his counsel not to your own ideas of what you think is right because oftentimes it is not what's right it is oftentimes very very faulty and and it's not aligned with god's truth so you should turn your heart to god and turn your heart from your, your your human sinful desires. And by abiding in God, your desires eventually will reflect his. And so you may have, and once again, as I mentioned earlier, and I've mentioned in other episodes as well, a lot of desires, gifts, and talents are placed in your heart by the Lord. But if there are certain things like certain thoughts or certain ideas or certain judgments you're placing on people that are just, you know, sometimes it, it, it doesn't always feel wrong, but we have to really like examine our hearts and ask the Lord to reveal to us what is in my heart that is displeasing to you. What is in my heart that needs to be purged? Because a lot of times we have things in our hearts that are just so horrible, so wrong. But as we abide in Jesus, our hearts will look more like his. As we spend more time in his presence, he will influence us, and he will begin to transform us from the inside out. One of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding. You can't follow our own heart because you can't depend on it. Our heart is is not dependable. We can't depend on our own, you know, abilities or our own desires and all of these things. You can't, you can't depend on that because that's not the constant, but God is the constant. So if we trust in him we will have that constant because he is the constant. We are not. We are so chaotic and we fluctuate in so many different ways. We can be easily swayed and you know there are so many things there within, you know, fallen humanity, but if we trust in the Lord, he will guide us and he will make our our heart's desires look like his. Psalms chapter 51 verse 10 says create in me a clean heart O god renew a loyal spirit within me i love the scripture so much and this is a scripture that should be a regular prayer that we pray create in me a clean heart especially in the world we live in when we are you know flooded with all these things things that are very sinful worldly also things that like influence us to think a certain way or things that we don't even want to see or hear that we just it's just thrown in our face and so it's important that we come back to this place of asking the lord to create in us a clean heart to cleanse our hearts to renew our hearts and to renew a loyal and right spirit within us and that's i love that so much i love the word renew because it's not just a one-time thing it's a it's a continual renewing a continual sanctification process There's not just one moment where we're all good. Like we've got to consistently be pursuing this holiness, this purity that only Jesus can bring to us. Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 says, The Lord your God will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and soul and so you may live. I love this again. He will change your heart. And it won't just affect you, but it'll affect those who come after you. It'll affect your children, your grandchildren, all your descendants. And I, I think that's so beautiful and so powerful. Like we don't realize like what we do, like how that could affect people that we don't even meet. Not even just for people in your family, but people around you. What you do and and, and your actions will impact those who are around you and so once again i love how the scripture says that the lord will change your heart he will literally change your heart and make it look more like his and make it more pure proverbs four twenty three says guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life so as the lord cleanses our hearts we need to also guard it as i mentioned earlier we're living in this world it's a social media age where we are just being bombarded with all kinds of stuff all kinds of like you know music and media entertainment all these things you know sometimes we just run into it and it's just in your face and you're like did not want to see that did not want to hear that but all righty um and of course some things are out of our control But as the Lord cleanses our hearts, we also must guard our hearts. We must ask the Lord to preserve our hearts as well so that we are still walking in the right path. We're walking with the Lord, but we're consistently pursuing that cleanliness. And as you're pursuing that cleanliness, we're also protecting the the new and the clean heart that the Lord has so graciously given to us. The last scripture I'm going to read comes from Proverbs as well. It comes from chapter 23, verse 19, and it says, My child, listen and be wise. Keep your heart on the right course. So good. So good. Piggybacks along with what I was just saying the course of your life on the right course. By keeping, you know, once again, it's like this process. Like, you know, we receive salvation, this gift that we could never earn, never deserve. And the Lord begins to clean and transform our hearts. We become sanctified. We guard our hearts. And as you're doing this in the guarding of our hearts, you're also choosing to walk with the Lord and he's guiding our paths and leading us in the right way. So it's his process. I'll repeat it one more time. So I'm, I'm not, this isn't like something that's listed specifically in the Bible, but it's certainly a trend, especially in regards to salvation. but So say like we you know, we receive salvation, Jesus saves us, He begins to sanctify us, and then we guard our hearts, We protect that sanctification, we protect that purity, we protect that clean heart, and then we continue to walk with the Lord in that purity. Will we fall? Of course. we mess up? Yeah, it's inevitable once again. In Romans it says, All have sin and fall short of the glory of God. Falling short, messing up is inevitable. But you can't allow yourself to stay there. The Lord has so graciously given us salvation and cleansed us and given us literally a new heart that we may continue, that we may go on in spite of the fact that we make mistakes all the time. So, we must recognize that our human hearts are inherently, and our inherent fleshly desires are unholy. And we must need to be, you know, we have to be cleansed and transformed in order to please the Lord and to also live more fulfilled lives. Not only is it pleasing to the Lord, but it also contributes to more fulfillment in your life with your relationships and your community. The heart that God gives you impacts those around you and blesses them. So not only is it just for like salvation for you to be saved and sealed, but it's also to impact and love and share Jesus with those who are around you. That's all I've got for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate a rating or review. That would be fantastic um i think there's a poll on spotify i think (laughs) if there is if you feel like taking it that would be cool you don't have to i don't care it's whatever it's up to you um if you know of anyone who could use this message please feel free to send it their way um just because this is something that we all need to hear and that we all need to remember and recognize and know and to acknowledge that My heart is deceitful and I need God. So um, once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in for another episode. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Ciao.